0: Killer bees have relocated their hive. It's at the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, which is currently located at the decoy. Let's join the boys, Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham.
1: Tomorrow, the official grand opening of the decoy where they're going to Give away four Rockets tickets to any game of your choice. You can pick with the game that is left on their uh, schedule. So make sure you're here for the giveaway. Also, complimentary food starting at 5 from Roostar. Then uh, Saturday, all the festivities continue. They're not charging you to get into the door for UFC 295. Nowhere else does that. Uh, College football all day. Texans, Bengals on Sunday showing all the NFL games on Sunday. Make sure you're here for all of it. Uh, Beer Towers, Mimosa Towers, fantastic new spot and being inside here, this is uh, they have the, the stand volleyball courts outside, the inside full of televisions everywhere you look. You, you know, there's not a bad seat in the house. So uh, get on out to the decoy tomorrow for the grand opening and then be out here Saturday. Be out here Sunday as well. 713-780-ESPN. A lot of national praise for C.J. Stroud, which, I mean, shouldn't be a surprise. Number two pick of the NFL draft, he's a quarterback, NFL's, me- uh, you know, king, uh, and he's played really well. He's the Offensive Rookie of the Year if the season were to end today. He has, He's coming off a rookie-setting performance, a record-breaking rookie performance, 470 yards, five touchdowns against Tampa Bay. Do you like when your players get this type of national buzz? 713-780-3776. Where do you stand on this, Blankers? Here's the thing, Jeremy. I, I think the biggest thing is it's, every situation is different based on
2: the fact that if you are the Eagles, if you are – the Niners. If you are the Chiefs, you don't need it because you get it all the time. You've gotten it consistently. People know and respect your franchise, your ball club, your results. When you're the Texans and you've been bad for this amount of time, and you've been the laughing stock of the league for the last three years, and people are basically looking, hearing your, the names Houston Texans going into the season or before you hired D'Amico, and thinking, "Well, where's the joke coming from? What did they do next? That's going to be a negative." And suddenly you're getting all this positivity. You hired the right coach. You got it right with the quarterback. Now he's flourishing. You love all this. And from a C.J. Stroud perspective, who basically separated from the pack, he was in a in, in a multiplayer race to try and define who was truly the best quarterback coming out of this draft. And suddenly he is head and shoulders way out in front of anybody else that was taken in this draft to where you say, from his individual perspective, from the organization's perspective, from the fact that from an imaging perspective, this team needed this, they should love this, and so should CJ Stroud.
1: Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big, like, praise guy, throw me flowers type of guy. I don't really care whenever... I don't care about individual success. I don't care about individual award. Now, I understand that you need individual success to have uh, team success, but I don't care if C.J. Stroud wins Rookie of the Year. I don't care if he wins an MVP in two years. The only thing I care about is C.J. Stroud winning a Super Bowl for the Houston Texans. And it's that way across the board. Like, Altuve winning an MVP, that's great, but Altuve winning two World Series titles trumps that by a mile. Uh, I usually don't care so much about player. I care way more about team. So I, 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 that's why I'm asking all of you, because I, I think that my view on that is a little bit in the minority, because I think most of the fan base, yeah, give all of your players, all of the flowers, all of the awards, and it's something that you you cheer for and you celebrate seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Do you like all the national buzz for your players? In this case, it's uh, it's C.J. Stroud. Here's a, a lot of the talking heads because you you look around this week and everybody's just giving so much praise uh, to C.J. Stroud. And you had Demico Ryan's early in the week saying, you know, don't take the cheese; it's all rat poison. Uh, all of that stuff. Here was Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky, he had a video out earlier. I quote tweeted it. Orlovsky responded to me. He's like, yeah, C.J. Stroud, such a fun watch." Here was here was Orlovsky on ESPN talking about how Stroud should be in the MVP discussion.
3: Long in the MVP conversation, a hundred percent yes, and I'm going to give you the reasons. Number one, he was the second pick of the NFL draft. Right, second pick of the draft. That team is 4-4, and Mm -hmm. okay? Number two, their offense is sixth in the NFL in scoring and their number one turnover offense in the NFL. That is very directly attached to the quarterback. The last part is this. I brought my notebook for notes because everyone thinks I'm I'm stupid when I say this. Okay, right now, C.J. Stroud, second pick in the NFL draft for a 4-4 and football team. Yards, he's seventh. Yards per attempt, he's third. Yards per game, he's third. Touchdowns, he's sixth. Interceptions? He's first. Third downs, he's second. Rating, he's fourth. If you just took anybody else's name, yes. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, yes. Josh Allen, exactly. Lamar Jackson, whoever, huh? they would be in the MVP conversation. Me. I don't care if he's a.
1: That's pretty incredible, like those numbers. We, we knew those numbers, but that's okay. That's on the national scene now. Like Media members are going to hear that. People who vote for MVPs are, are going to hear that national sports fans are going to hear that. If you watch QB School with uh, JT, I think it's O'Sullivan, uh, he glorify cj stroud he thinks so much of cj stroud there was an article on espn today which the headline was first half of cj stroud's rookie season is almost unfathomable so that we're seeing national buzz for a houston texan for the first time in a really long time and is it something that you enjoy as a fan 713-780-3776 here's another one from lewis riddick talking about stroud being a top 10 quarterback
3: the next one if i were to say cj stroud Mm. you had number one last year let's make sure everybody knows that yeah. is a top 10 quarterback in the nfl right now is that ridiculous not at all and
0: look even if you didn't think subjectively by watching him he wasn't a top 10 quarterback objectively just look at some of his qbr breakdown as far as he's a top 10 quarterback in the pocket he's a top 10 quarterback in the red zone he's a top 10 quarterback in third down as measured by qbr and then subjectively when you watch him You're going to tell me right now this guy in the top ten quarterback with the poise, command of the offense, and you see some of the throws that this young man is making, he has got it on lockdown here. And now all of a sudden people are saying, should we throw him into the MVP conversation? Because if he stays this hot, you're going to have no other choice. Talking heads. You heard him, Al. You heard him.
1: I think Arlington Al might be texting. He says, uh, I don't know if it's Arlington Al, but it's 5157. Uh, Dak, Cam, RG3, Baker, Mac, Jones all had some of the best rookie seasons in recent memory. Uh, that is why you temper your expectations on CJ Stroud. The league catches up to you, and those guys ended up average at best.
4: Look. Typical dumbass Cowboy fan.
1: Cam won an MVP. <laughs> By the way,
2: because that is Dr. Dre on 290, who, as a Cowboy fan, shut Al down. Um, look, yes, he could go. We know that. we he, Al probably, or whoever texted that, got that information because we were very quick to point out the guys who had a great or, or a really good first season and then fell off a little bit. Anything's possible. But when we start talking about. All the different things that we've studied and and, and we've mentioned in terms of the touch and the feathering of the football. The ability to think the game ahead of time enough to make the reads on the fly. To understand the throws, the routes, and where the ball needs to go. To be the quarterback on the field, literally not just with his flat ability, but the way he thinks and executes the game plan. Those are the kind of things that you see from him that make him special in a lot of people's minds because he's already that advanced and he already understands a lot more than some quarterbacks may ever understand in playing the position. So that's why when you you factor in some of these things, the expectation is he's just going to continue to get better. He shouldn't regress that much no matter what else happens between now and the end of next season.
1: Yeah, I mean... the. Stats are one thing. Like I don't, I don't really love football stats. Like to me, it's a bunch of eye tests. It's the level of throws you're making. I, I think it's also like what is the, what is the defense doing against you? Because like that text you said, well, defenses are going to adjust. We've already seen that. Seen like, it a lot. You started early in the year where defenses were throwing blitzes at C.J. Stroud, and C.J. Stroud would identify that you have man-to-man coverage most of the time when defenses blitz, and he was picking defenses apart. So you started to see defense go away from that. Uh, the Saints game, the Atlanta game, the Carolina game. They started dropping, dropping seven, yep. eight men into coverage. The Tampa Bay did that, too. And this time he had the response and he had the answer, which is encouraging. So, yes, like d- different defenses are going to try different things, but we've already seen the defenses in the league adjust once because they're complimentary of the way Stroud can handle the blitz, and now they're sitting back in zones and stuff like that. That's why I was disappointed with the Carolina game with Bobby Slowick because you should have had counters to that. You should have had answers to that, and you didn't really see it until this past week against Tampa. Let's
2: also take the Todd Bowles uh, consideration, uh, factor into consideration, too. Todd Bowles, one of the best defensive coordinators in the league over the last, say, decade, Todd Bowles is a guy that likes to do all these exotic blitzes and do all these things to make young, especially young quarterbacks, uncomfortable and, and make them make mistakes. Todd Bowles, especially in the second half and for the majority of that game, was not doing those exotic blitzes, was not trying to do all that much in terms of putting the extra pressure on C.J. Stroud. Why? Because C.J. Stroud did what he was supposed to do as a good quarterback in this league as a better than top 10 type quarterback in this league. That was, he was reading what they were going to do. He was picking up on what they were bringing. He was making the right reads, the right calls and putting the ball where it needs to go to where Todd Bowles didn't feel comfortable because he felt vulnerable if he kept trying to do that and try to basically put himself in a bad situation by sending too many guys towards the quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that to me is a compliment. That, that to me is big a time. defense adjusting. That to me is a defense knowing, Man, we can't do this, so we're to have to sit back here in the zone and try to take away passing lanes and try to make windows incredibly tight. And that worked. That worked for Carolina. It worked for the Saints for a big portion of that game. It worked for Atlanta. But it didn't work for Tampa Bay, and that's that's something that does need to continue against zone defenses that are dropping 7-8 in coverage. Uh, King of Twitches says that the, the Shanahan offense makes a lot of QBs look great. I agree with you, King. That's why I never want to go away from a yeah. Shanahan type so of scheme. Just leave
2: them in a Shanahan offense and don't worry about
1: it. He also says, didn't uh, didn't Purdy have a similar start to the season last year? No, not at all. Brock Purdy didn't start a game yeah, until not. week 13. Of the, well, even then. Brock like, Purdy's not thrown for 400 yards but even and only then, having one, you know. But even then, Brock Purdy didn't sniff a start until, until the 13th. Eight. week. No, 13. Oh, oh, okay. Like 13. Like So, no, they didn't have similar starts. And yeah, these other guys had some, like, Dak had a really good start but he had a really good team. Cam Newton, really good start, but he also was good for a long period of time one, and won an one MVP. MVP. RG3 got hurt. I don't remember Baker being, like, electric his rookie year. No, Mac Jones was solid and, like, good, a good year. But, and he, he made, made the, the Pro Bowl, but he also made the Pro Bowl because, like, a lot of guys, like, dropped out. So... Yeah, 3 3 8 the Carolina game is one that makes me temper my excitement right now. I get that a lot of that was game plan, but, man, what a difference from week to week. I put more of the Carolina game on Slowick, though. Like, go look how many times they ran the ball. Look how many times they threw the ball in that game. It was a very conservative approach. They, they wanted to run it a ton. They, they really didn't put it in Stroud's run. hands, and I, I put that one more on play calling than I do uh, C.J. Stroud.
2: No doubt about it. They were hell-bent on forcing the run. At that point, they were still saying that that was their, their identity. That's what they had to do. They wanted to be a run-first football team, which were the quotes you heard coming out of, out of uh, preseason. Uh, and instead, they, the reality check came and the fact that you also had injury to where they finally realized, hey, look, we can do what we need to do to win football games regardless of how much everybody, including our own coaches, think there should be this balance or this you know, much give-and-take run-pass. They'll do what they need to do week to week. Slowick wasn't able to do it in the Carolina game. They absolutely did it last
1: week. Uh, This texture says CJ beat uh, Todd Bowles last week. Lance raves about Todd. And also Lance's dad says best scheme defense he has ever seen. Uh, If CJ did that to Todd, I'm excited. So, yeah, I guess I, I didn't hear Lance say that. Uh, but that that's encouraging. You feel like Todd's one of the better defensive play callers in the NFL, and then all of a sudden he goes from blitzing to I can't blitz, I need to see back in his own, and then C.J. Stroud throws 470 yards against that defense.
2: Plus when you look at him and after the game when they had that conversation, I'm sure that was part of the conversation that they had, that Todd Bowles had to give him a little bit of props to say, I was impressed what you were able to do because, you know, he, he will also show respect to a kid that gets it, that has that savvy, that moxie, that poise, and that understanding that not a lot of quarterbacks – get easily, some quarterbacks never get it, and that's why they don't last in the league a long time.
1: 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, uh, 713-780-3776. Do you like all the national buzz for your players? In this case, uh, C.J. Stroud. Midpoint of the year, we know that C.J. Stroud would be the number one pick of the NFL draft. If, Stroud was the, if we were redoing the draft, if Stroud was the number one pick in the draft, who would the Texans pick second? If you know now what you know all season. And where would Will Anderson go if you did a, a redraft midseason? season? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.
2: Hey, before we go to the break, I want to tell you about the good people at MyBookie. I've been telling you about MyBookie for a long, long time now. MyBookie absolutely takes care of their customers. They make sure that the things that you are concerned about when you are trying to put a wager down, they take care of so that you don't have to worry about that and you can worry more about who you got in a certain game. That's because they take care of your money. It's not going anywhere. When you put it in, they're not going anywhere. They've been in business for over a decade. So you put your money in, it's going to stay there. When you take it out, it's going to get to you. They're going to make sure that they take care of their customers. That's how they really put their business plan together. That means they do all kinds of marketing things from time to time like they're doing right now, a match bonus. Go to mybookie.ag right now. Use their promo code BET975. When you put that code in and you put anywhere from $50 to $1,000 in your account, they're going to match what you put in. So if you put 100 bucks in, they'll put 100 on top of it instantly you got 200 in your account that means more money in your account more games you can bet on and of course more chances to win they always have other things going on too where you can catch some crazy odds or do some things maybe a little bit out of the box they also have live dealers standing by to play casino games like poker and blackjack when there are no games to be played but rest assured when you want to bet on a game no matter where it is if it's soccer ufc golf Baseball, basketball, football, in-season, college, and pro. They're going to take care of you. They're going to have the games available. You're going to be able to bet. That's why they want you to realize right now they're doing the match bonus. It's another way they take care of the customer so it makes more sense for you to play with them. As I always tell you, you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with the only place I tell you to do it. MyBookie.ag and use that promo code BET975.
0: Timer. And you're back with the killer bees inside the mobile Veritex Community Bank studios at the decoy. Here are the bees' knees themselves Joel and Jeremy. Now behave.
1: Full grand opening tomorrow where they're giving away Rockets tickets. You got to get in on the giveaway for that. Four Rockets tickets to a game of your choice. You got to pick the game, they're not sending you some crappy game. You got to pick. Whatever game you want to go to. And they're going to feed you while you're here tomorrow. Uh, Roostar, complimentary food starting at 5 p.m. while supplies last. So free dinner, chance to win Rockets tickets, great spot, great TVs, great drinks. you got to get to the decoy tomorrow for the full grand opening. Uh, come out Saturday, UFC 295. No cover charge to watch UFC 295. You're looking for a spot to watch the fights. Not pay a cover, this is it. They'll have college football all day. And then Sunday, Texans, Bengals at noon. All the NFL games showed right here at uh, the Decoy in Spring Branch. Wall-to-wall TVs. it's a great spot. You're not going to want to miss it. You want to be out here uh, for that. 713-780-3776, 2912. The C.J. Stroud hype is preferable to the alternative, which would be the Texans continuing to be the laughingstock of the NFL. That's a great point. Fantastic. Like we used to, the conversations of this organization, like Jack Easterby, was a conversation forever, which was silly. Uh, David Cully, <laughs> Nick Prior Easterby, being in his, he- in his ear, yeah. I mean, the Bill, the Bill O'Brien days compared to the David Cully days feel good. <laughs> but my point is, when Bill and Jack were on his back porch at the picnic <laughs> when they were table, a general managing yeah, team, yeah. yeah, that
2: stuff. Yeah, a this joke.
1: is <laughs> it's a much better spot to be uh, as a, as an NFL organization. There, there's no doubt about that. Um you're starting to – today's week – you're after week nine. You're about to go to week ten, so it's the midpoint of the NFL season. So you see a lot of the, you know, midway MVPs, midway rookie of the years, all that stuff. We know now that after a half of season, there's been, a, you know, half a season of football. If you were to redo the NFL draft, can we all agree that C.J. Stroud would be the number one pick? Absolutely. Okay. If C.J. Stroud's the number one pick, who do the Texans pick at two? My my knee-jerk
2: reaction was Will Anderson.
1: No, no, you know, like I'm saying, you're drafting today. You're redoing oh, so this you today. Know, so you know how so everything you know how plays out are. so far through nine weeks Eesh. of the NFL season. So you know how everything plays out. You know yep. that Anderson's been a good player. He's been a good player. You know Stroud's a clear-cut number one. You know Bryce Young's been a little disappointing. Uh, you know that Jalen Carter's been probably the best defensive player. The you know, Gonzalez kid's been good. Uh, Puka Nakoa would be a first rounder, not a six rounder. Yeah. Tank Dell, I wonder if Tank Dell would be a first rounder if you he know might be. if you know now and like you're drafting today, you're redrafting all the rookies today. Is Tank Dell a first rounder?
2: Yes. Remember how we talked about like when Philly had a pick of luxury because they were already a damn good football team, but from a previous trade they had like a top ten pick. Yeah. Which they ended up using on Jalen Carter. But if you had that top ten pick and, and you knew what you knew about Tank Dell, you could you could imagine Tank Dell in the slot with the two
1: guys that they got on the outside. I mean, yeah, I think, I think he, he goes. He I think he would go like in the late first round, because he's not going to pass up like Will Anderson. He's not going to pass up Bijan. He's not going to pass up Jalen Carter. So Anthony,
2: take the scenario I just laid out, but take it with a good team that doesn't have a luxury pick. They have their own pick, so it's at the end of the first round.
1: I think if you're drafting today, every rookie's back into the player pool. I do think the tanks a late first rounder. Well, and you got that guy in the third. I think
2: Jalen Carter moves back up into the top five because you know that whatever happened at Georgia, it's not going to be that big of a pressing going forward issue for him, and he's played his tail off. He might be number two.
1: That's what I'm thinking. He might be the Texans pick. Yep. If, Carolina, if We know that Carolina would go Stroud. Right. Would you take Carter over Anderson if you could do it over it again yeah, today? I think I would. I, I'm still probably out on Carter because I just didn't like the story. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, you actually yeah. have stuck to that. Uh, I, w- I would have been out on him and, still today.
2: And I have said because it's the NFL and all they care about in a lot of ways, whether right or wrong, is just the best players with the best ability and they'll get over the rest. I think that Jalen Carter is probably the second pick in the draft. Would you
1: go Anderson or Bryce Young?
2: Depends on who the team is. No,
1: you're the Texans. You're picking it, oh, too.
2: Would I go Anderson or Bryce Young? Uh, I think they were still... Mm. I'm telling you, same, you. Yeah, I'm thinking I don't think I want...
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Bryce
2: there. I don't think I would either. I, I wouldn't I just, take Bryce there. I, I'm, you know what? As much as we, like everybody, regurgitated the size issue over and over and over again, and I know his offensive line has been bad, but it looks like it's a legit issue with him. Size just physically and size height wise, and it just there's there's just a lot to question about Bryce Young. I do believe he can throw, make a lot of good throws, and he can he can be a you know have a lot of skill sets to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I just I don't think I would take him
1: there. Yeah, I think I'm passing on. Uh, if if I'm sitting in that spot, I actually kind of want to trade down because I, I feel like there's a lot of really good players that have been rooked. Like C.J. Stroud's clear cut. He's my number one pick by far. After that. Everybody's kind of in the same tier. Like Will Anderson, like Jalen Carter has been more productive than Will Anderson. Jalen Carter also has baggage, and I think Will Anderson still has an equal upside uh, to Jalen Carter. So, like that's kind of the same tier. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, I think, has been pretty good. Tyree Wilson, you can eliminate. He's how been far awful. Bijan slide. <sighs> See, this is the whole theory of how how high do you take running backs?
2: Right, but it's also with you can also nitpick it the other way and go. It's a system and a coach thing too. If he's in the right system or in a different system. And maybe if they don't have as many running backs either of talent, that he maybe he would still be getting the, he would get a ton of touches and he'd be the focus of the offense or one of them.
1: I still think he goes around where he went. Do you? I still think I don't think he. I, Stroud goes ahead of him. Anderson goes ahead of him. Bryce goes ahead of him. I still think Anthony Richardson goes ahead of him, even knowing that he's had shoulder surgery. He's out for the year. Gibbs goes probably higher. Well, he doesn't go higher than twelve. Uh, well, he doesn't go higher than Bijan. He wouldn't pass. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying with the way Gibbs has played. He'd be, I think he'd be around 10, maybe up a spot or two. Yeah. Skaronsky's been pretty good, yeah. so I don't think that you're really moving him. Lucas Van Ness, he's been kind of a disappointment, right? Uh, you watch him closer they, than yeah, I do. They don't
2: play him all, uh, as much as I thought that they would. He has, he has signs and he has plays where you go,
1: ooh, but
2: not consistently.
1: Yeah. I would, uh, if I'm the Texans at two, C.J. Stroud's off the board. You I wouldn't. think I go Will Anderson. See, and I, I, I,
2: I think, I think, I think, th- I think I'd go Jalen Carter. Yeah, which
1: is from a production point of view, I, I get that. I, I get that. The off the field stuff, I'm not going. I'm going to double down on. Like, I just don't want that guy That's on fair. my football team. And I think, it, I mean, hopefully, it never comes back up, and it's something that he stays away from forever. I'm sorry for almost hitting you uh, as I talk with my hands, but I don't make the trade up though, because if I'm taking Anderson at, at two and Stroud's already gone at number one, who are you trading up for? I'm not trading no. up for Bryce Young. Nope. I'm not trading up for Anthony Richardson. Nope. Like, I'm probably sticking. I'm sticking and picking yeah. at 12. I'm not yeah. doing the trade up.
2: Yep. No, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think that trade happens. And I think that, you know, you could still end up with legitimately three good football players on your squad. You just don't have your franchise quarterback.
1: Well, Anderson, for me, still a top two pick because I just picked him at two. You said you would go Jalen Carter. How far do you think he would fall for you? For me, top seven. Seven, so, okay, that's, huh. I was going to say six, but I think he
2: could slide all the way to seven. Based on what people have saw. I've seen so far. I think they saw enough to think, yeah, there's the potential that he could be dynamite, but there's the potential that this is kind of who he is, and he's not going to stand out as much as people thought.
1: 4661 says, uh, actually 3338 says Texans take Bijan, maybe Anderson at three with the same trade. See, the Bijan thing would be hard because now you don't have Stroud. Right, so like that would be difficult for me. Four six six one. Where does H Chan go in a redraft? a Chan's a first round, late yep. first rounder. Yep, sure is. I can't believe H Chan fell to the third. Because like, crazy, like knowing him. I mean, I, I saw him play in high school and then seeing him play we saw at him A-M. up close at a Yeah, but see, like I, it doesn't surprise me he went in the third round because running backs slide in the draft. That's the bigger thing. But I could see H Chan having this kind of success in the NFL. And again, when
2: you're looking for a team that isn't looking for a lot. I mean, you put him on a team like Buffalo, picking down at the end of the first round, there's no doubt that they could take a flyer on him and put him with Cook and say, we're a better offensive football team because we just added a burner and a hyper-talented running back to what we, you know, to more of a between the tackles guy to help
1: Josh Allen. King of Twitch says that Nick would draft that uh, Aggie offensive line <laughs> bust at number two. I don't think there was one of those in this draft, was there? No, that was not that this was, one. That was uh, that was. Might Kenny have been Green. one the year before, yeah. Someone, uh, somebody again asked, where does Tank go in that? Line? I think Tank is a back end first rounder. If you redid the draft right now,
2: I think that's probably accurate. I think that, like I said, there's going to be enough quality teams with not a lot of holes on their roster that say, if I could get a guy like that. Because I already have like wide receiver one, and I already have other offensive weapons, and I can enhance my quarterback and my offense and my offensive coordinator's playbook.
1: I'm taking it. OG says post-draft talk to cover their crappy take after the real draft. Um, I'll just ask this. He's a, would he's you rather have Will tool. Anderson, or would you rather have Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, and Malik Neighbors? I think right now it would be safe to say the latter. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Andrew, what would you rather have? Would you rather have Will Anderson? Would you rather have Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, and Malik Neighbors? Option A, option
3: B? Uh, I I would say probably option B. It's harsh for me on Will because of the fact that J.J. Watt didn't exactly explode statistically his rookie year, but by the end of the season you knew you had something special. If you can let me revisit that question in a few weeks – Maybe the answer changes, but right now it would be option B. Joe, would you rather have option A, Will Anderson, or option B,
1: Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, and Malik Neighbors?
4: Uh, I'm going to go option A because you're I don't silly. have No, because I don't have C.J. Stroud, so I don't think Sam Laporta matters to this team.
1: Well, I think we're kind of changing the – I mean, that you were talking again. We're not changing it. We're kind of like pivoting back to you already have C.J. Oh, Stroud. Oh, then B. Yeah, you already have – you do have – like, now we're – I see what you're saying. Like, you have Stroud. Would you rather have option A, like, realistic – Will Anderson or B, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporte, or Malik Neighbors? I think that the answer is B. And yeah. I th- it's a hard question to answer because we all like Will Anderson. Like, but we all know Rome wasn't built in the day, and players don't completely show who they are in one year. But but it, but it is the question. It like is. you can't ignore what happened. Like I can like Will Anderson, root for Will Anderson, think that Will Anderson has a lot of potential, think that Will Anderson's going to be a really good football player, but still know the cost of what it took to get Will Anderson. And I, I rather have option B, especially because C.J. Stroud turned out to be so good, which at the time they didn't have the luxury of knowing how well, good C.J. Stroud was. Good right be. now,
2: it's not great, and you and, and you realize you could have added three quality football players for literally the price of one. Yep,
1: seven one three seven. 780 espn HRP Listener Line. Well, answer that question. Would you rather have option A option B? 713-780-3776. Also, what's your Texans midseason grade? Four and four, halfway point of the year. What's that grade for you? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Killer bees. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. All right, it's a little rainy today, which uh, chances of car wrecks always go up a bit whenever the roads are wet. Hopefully you're staying safe. But if you do, unfortunately, get into a, a car accident or a car wreck, First thing that you need to do is call Hollingsworth Law Firm. It's a no-brainer, and you also have to worry about paying a dime until you win your case. It, they are the best in the
2: business for a variety of reasons, but when you're trying to fi- find an attorney, especially quickly because of the fact that you don't expect to get in a car accident, you're looking for someone that specializes in car wrecks, and that's what they do. Because that's, that's their main concern. That's their field of expertise. That's why you go there versus anybody else, for starters. Then secondly, from there, the fact that, as Jeremy mentioned, you don't pay unless you win. That means the fact that you're not going to have to worry about billing hourly and phone calls and meetings and all the things that are adding up so that by the time you actually think you won your case, maybe you lost because financially you didn't get anything out of it. And you need to pay for your hospital bills. And whatever you suffered, your vehicle suffered, the, 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 the missed time at work, all those other things. They're in your corner right away, every step of the way, and that is the biggest difference maker, and that's why you go to Hollingsworth Law Firm.
1: I hate dealing with insurance companies, I've been in a couple of car accidents, never my fault, of course, I'm a great driver, but sometimes somebody runs into you, you might run into somebody, and you have to deal with these insurance companies, and dealing with insurance companies are no fun. Let Hollingsworth Law Firm do all of that grunt work for you. Call right now for your free consultation, 713-999-8773, 713 999 and visit them online, carwrecktexas.com, carwrecktexas.com.
0: ESPN. Back to the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, live at the decoy, and your favorite drive-time sports talk, the Giller Bees. Here they are,
1: Joel and Jeremy. He's blank. on Branham. We're at the uh, decoy and spring branch. Andrew's out here. Engineering looking good. Joe's back at the studio staying warm and dry. Uh, Tomorrow, the grand opening of the decoy. Happy hour from Roostar starting at 5. Giving away Rockets tickets tomorrow too. Uh, Four Rockets tickets to whatever game you want to go to. They're not giving you some crappy game. Whatever game you want to go to. Uh, All day college football Saturday. And then UFC 295 with no cover. I mean, that's amazing that they're doing that for you. Sunday, Texans-Bengals showing all the NFL games, beer towers, mimosa towers. Uh, So much fun here at the decoy in in the spring branch. And there's not a bad seat in the house. Uh, A great spot uh, to watch your sports starting tomorrow. Uh, A few texts on this, 713-780-3776. First, Brent in the Heights says, uh, Chargers definitely wish they traded, would have drafted Tank instead of Quentin Johnston. Yeah, Johnson hasn't looked good. Uh, Tankers looks much better. They're also very different receivers. They are, but you already have Keenan
2: Allen, though he's a little long in the tooth, and you have Williams, who you paid a boatload yeah, of money.
1: Unfortunately, they lost him.
2: Nice, yeah, it would have been a nice complimentary piece to those two Yeah, guys.
1: it's true. He, he kind of does fit them better. Yeah, And
2: you've got to throw up, you know, a pass first quarterback.
1: Yeah, that would have been kind of scary in yeah. hindsight, <laughs> very scary in
2: hindsight. Their head coach could screw it up, but other than that, they'd have a lot of talent.
1: 3-3, three, 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 given the way our backfield has performed, I would rather have option B, uh, Gibbs, Laporta, and then the first-round pick that you traded to uh, Arizona, uh, 4 6 eight, 3 option B said it cost too much on drafting. See, like, you can say option B and still like Will Anderson. Like, both yeah. things can be true, but it's, just, it's a conversation that you're forever going to have to – always have to have because it is the cost of will anderson Uh, so it's just the truth of the matter you're going to have to have it on draft
2: day but we also said it was going to take an extended period of time to be able to figure out who won the trade and and how it all plays out it's not going to happen overnight
1: yeah i i mean i like anderson i I really do i know people don't believe me when i say that because i've had a very strong reaction about the trade and look look what i'm saying right now but i do uh like will anderson 713-780-3776 CBS graded every single team the midpoint of the year. They were complimentary of the Texans. But first, what is your grade of the Texans at the midpoint of the year? 713-780-3776 going to play along at home.
2: Yeah, Well, look, I, I said right from the get-go I was wrong. I mean, I will be wrong. I'm not wrong yet. But, I mean, look, I said that they were going to win four games. I, I didn't think that this team was a team that was capable this year of flirting with a playoff spot. And I also didn't think as much as I, you know, I didn't know about C.J. Stroud. I didn't think a rookie quarterback. And you look at the, the the past history of quarterbacks in this league. Rookie quarterbacks starting for the first time for a full season, the numbers don't stack up well, and the wins don't stack up well for those quarterbacks. So, for what for what I thought was going to happen, and instead what has actually happened to me, I, I'd give him an A minus. I mean, I, I think that there are games that you should have won or you could have won. Uh, because the NFL is so tough, I'm not going to say you should have, you could have yeah. won, but overall to have overachieved the way they have to this point in the season, and, and to have your franchise quarterback now in tow, a minus.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm with you that they could be, they could be six and two. But but i also throw the caveat that they could be 2-6. and six. Like, they, they lost two games they could have won. They won two games they could have easily lost. I think they probably are a 4-4 four and four team to this point. Uh, I'll give it an A. Like, the expectations for this team were not high. The Vegas total, depending on when you got it, was somewhere between 5.5 wins to 6.5 wins. I think they're going to blow by that. We talked about the computer odds earlier, 39% chance for the Houston Texans uh, to make the playoffs. That's... That's, that seems improbable. Uh, you have people writing articles today saying that it's unfathomable uh, the type of season that C.J. Stroud is having to this point. D'Amico Ryans looks legit. Bobby Slowick is being mentioned by Dan Graziano as a name to look at as a potential head coach candidate this offseason. When you add all of these things up, that's, a, that's an A so far yep. through the halfway point of the NFL season. Well, and even if, even if you are a Lewis Riddick type, that did see
2: this coming to some degree with C.J. Stroud. You didn't see him having one pick through almost the midway point in the season. You didn't see him putting up a 400-plus yard game, almost 500-yard game. You didn't see this kind of success this quickly with how many different ways we've pointed out what he's done well, and that one pick is the one that starts everything. Like, no quarterback comes into the league no matter how good you are, Patrick Mahomes and otherwise, and has one pick through eight games.
1: No, he's been really good. Dr. Dre, I called 5-7 wins, looks very attainable. So Dr. Dre's giving the uh, the Texans an A, even if he didn't say it. Uh, Dr. And-
2: Dre was, by the way, a trumpet player in grade school because he blows his own horn more than anybody I know.
1: Great. <laughs> okay. Grade the blankers joke, 713-780-3776. Joe, what are you giving it? What are you giving the blankers joke Man, here? Andrew's still laughing. doesn't necessarily mean uh, he could be laughing at you, not with you. I don't care. <laughs> Joe, what are you grading it here? Uh,
4: the blankers joke, I get a, a 4 no okay. Shut up,
1: Joe. I'm at a. I'm at a five. Andrew, what are you going to give? A blankers joke. I was going to give it a B minus. Okay, we go one through we, ten one on blanker jokes. So maybe a seven. So B minus would be B minus B- would be about. Nah, I mean we'll give him a seven and a half. Right. Okay. Seven and a half. <laughs> if you want to grade the Texans and Blankers joke. Uh, Key from L.A., I mean, Key from Kirby, says B-plus for the Texans. That's high praise from Key from L.A. Yeah. He, he doesn't like to give praise to Houston teams.
2: Well, he doesn't have any L.A. teams that he can overblow for us before they screw up.
1: Yeah, who is the best L.A. team right now? Probably. Chargers. Yeah, I, I was thinking all sports, maybe the
2: Dodgers oh, still. All sports? Well, the Dodgers or the Jazz. I mean, they don't do anything in the playoffs when it matters. Who does the? said the Jazz. COVID year. I said the Dodgers have always. uh, My comparison in recent years: the Dodgers are the Utah Jazz. I see. Great regular season (laughs) team, absolutely fall flat on their face in the playoffs.
1: Seven three zero eight says he says blankers jokes gets a a seven. We'll round up. Thank you. Seven three zero eight says Texans get a solid A. Nine two four three based on preseason A plus. Based on what I now feel about the team B, because we lost to the two worst teams in the NFC South. Okay, that's, see that's interesting because it's like expectations now are factored in. And like your expectations of how it played out during the season now get factored into the second part of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you look at it and you say, hey, there's, you know, they lost to teams that they were supposed to beat. They also beat a couple of teams that a lot of people thought they were going to lose to. So it's the way the whole season plays out. The fact that they haven't had their doors blown off in any game this entire regular season and the fact that they've been hyper-competitive and your quarterback's been kicking ass, I'm not looking to nitpick too
4: much,
1: Joe. What do you give it the Texas midpoint of the year? I think it's an
4: A plus. I think the expectations versus what they've become is is really it's shocking. they've won eight games total the last two year. They've won four already this year. They're an incredible football team, like compared to what they were. So it's an A plus. I think easily.
1: We played that game at the beginning of the year, Blankers, where we picked the Texans to be this good at certain different statistical categories. Yeah, we did. Uh, I'm going to be Dre here and I guess toot my own horn a little bit. Yeah, because I'm going to lose this one. The, uh, well, Joe was involved too. Joe was in play here. Which you, means I got a chance. You didn't win a single bid. Right. <laughs> we played five different categories, and you weren't willing to go high enough to win any of these. I did it last year, and it helped me. Joe, I won. It's yeah, true. You did win. Uh, Joe won two of these. I won uh, three of these. The first one we did was scoring defense. Joe said that the, uh, the Texans would be top 23 in scoring defense, and I know that they were sixth ahead of the Tampa Bay game. I think that they – obviously they fell after that, but they fell down to 14th, tied for 14th. So Joe's still looking really good for the, uh, the defensive side of this. The scoring offense, I got them at top twenty-seven.
4: You're looking really good on that I one. feel
1: really good That's about that one. Yeah, yeah. Where does that one. yeah, where's that one at exactly? Do you know, Joe, off the top of your head? It's
4: got to be top 15 at least. Yeah, higher
1: than that. I know that last – I think it's around the top 10. I was going to say 10. For for points per game for the Houston Texans offense. I got it right here. Um, points four for the Houston Texans is 11th. With, they're averaging 23.5 points per game. NFL average is like 21.5. So that looks good for me. Joe had them top 25 in passing yards. They're fourth. Yeah, that's another lock. So that seems like it's a a lock for Joe. Rushing yards, I had top 25. That one does not. That's probably not good. They're 27th right now. They got a shot, but doesn't look great right now. I'm going to lose that one, I bet. And then draft position, I had. This was their original draft pick, wasn't it, Joe?
4: Yeah. I have them
1: outside the top three, so that one feels really good. No, no,
4: no, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's. It's inside the top three. No,
1: I think it's outside the top. three. No, it's
4: inside because you outbid Joel. Because Joel was saying they were going to have the fourth worst record in yeah, the NFL. Yeah, you thought we started and, at yeah. one. That's right. That's exactly. We right. no, didn't start I think at
3: it was thirty-two. Yeah, no, no.
2: He's lucky he's not on Twitch right now. Let's just put it that this way.
1: This was outside he's the wrong. top three.
4: <laughs> no wow. way. Nice try.
1: You sure? Yes. Nice.
4: Oh, very. I don't think so. Yeah.
1: Check the tape. You have to pull the tape, Joe.
4: I I don't know when we did it, but I'll find the tape.
1: We did it in the preseason. I promise you.
4: Well, yeah, but there's a lot of days in the preseason, Jeremy.
1: So who's going to win this?
4: I am. Because I'm so going to go 2-0. and But
1: who's going to lose? I think you are, because you're going to go 1-2. and two. I need that rushing yards to flip, don't I? Yeah. Because if I go 2-1, and one, now Blankers would lose. Yes. Okay, so I need to be watching rushing yards or them losing out, which I don't want. I, I think they are wrong on that. But I'm getting out no, I guess. I think you are wrong about that. I really do. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Uh, 8807 says 2-2. Two and two. Against NFC South team seems right. Yeah, I would, I would have guessed. I, I think so. I think the Texans end up with, with uh, eight or nine wins. Hopefully it's good enough for the playoffs. alright three seven eight zero 713-780-ESPN. When we return our car wreck of the day who's going to get the car wreck of the day today presented by CarWreckTexas.com Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 ESPN 92.5 It's homecoming week on the campus of the University of Houston. Get to TDECU Stadium Saturday at 6 as the Houston Cougars take on a familiar foe in the Cincinnati Bearcats. Go to UHCougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-Cougs. It's time for all Cougs to come home. Homecoming weekend. Let's pack TDECU Stadium, band together to create an incredible atmosphere. You Making the bowl push, looking for back to back wins. Come early and enjoy all the new activities in Cougar Alley in front of TECU Stadium, including the huge LED TV screen, the Bud Light backyard, the Coke fan zone, food trucks, and more. Spirit of Houston performing at halftime. Entertainment by cheerleaders Cougar Doll Shasta, and Sasha, and DJ Yobi Yobes mixing it up in the student section. Tickets started just $15. Cougars taking on the Bearcats of Cincinnati Saturday, November 11th, 6 p.m. Go to UH. Cougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-Cougs. Come early, be loud, and wear red.
3: Ah! You all right? My leg is broken. The oh, bone's coming see. through. Let me, me ah! i will give you a fucking bone, ah! you prick. Where's my fucking money?
0: This is the Car Wreck of the Day, brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com.
1: He's blank on Branham. We're at the Decoy and Spring Branch. Tomorrow, the grand opening. Happy hour from Roostar tomorrow. Complimentary food starting at 5 p.m. A rocket ticket giveaway tomorrow as well on the grand opening. Four rocket tickets to a game of your choice. Uh, so get out here. Try to win some uh, some tickets. Saturday, UFC 295. No cover. College football all day. Sunday, NFL football all day. Texans, Bengals as well. So our Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com. Uh, what are you guys nominating here?
2: I got a couple. The first one I will say is Anthony Davis's inability to play NBA basketball games but constantly thinking he deserves more credit and being a top-five type player in the NBA. No top-five player in the NBA is taking off 30 games a year consistently. He's always on his ass in street clothes instead of playing basketball. And when he plays, sometimes he's really good, and a whole lot of times he's really not. But yet, you know, he's always whining. Everybody's throwing him into conversations about best in the NBA. AD, you earned this. In my opinion, you get a car wreck of the day. I don't think their team's very good. I thought that they had improved their rotation with some of the things they did. I thought Vanderbilt was a nice piece. He didn't play last night. Um, I think that they have some some decent pieces that I thought were upgrades. But, look, the West is tough, and and, and I think that it's gotten tougher with some of the younger teams playing better with Wemby and San Antonio and, and, and the way the Rockets are playing. And I don't think New Orleans, look, they're playing again with another injury. But if McCollum comes back with the way Zion's been playing and the ability on that team, I think the Lakers, no matter even if they did get a little better, I'm not sure that that made them good enough
1: to make the playoffs. They got to the playoffs last year, but they had to go to the play-in game through the play-in tournament to get there. I think they're a play-in team at best. Probably right. I don't think they're a top-six team in the
2: West. But come on, man. If you're Anthony Davis and you're supposed to be LeBron's running mate and LeBron's at 30-some-odd years old and he's still playing his ass off. No, no, no. You're right. Yeah, I get tired of all that. Like,
1: like the reason that I don't think they're a – Top six team in the West is because Anthony Davis
2: isn't Anthony Davis. I tell you what, too. The other thing, Jeremy, I was worried about. They you had to overpay to keep uh, Austin Reeves. Yeah, Austin Reeves ain't worth all that. He money. looked like a dud last yeah.
1: night. He like starting he with his haircut. He didn't look like he belonged on the floor. Absolutely right. Like, he, where did like where did that come from? Last year he had some moments. Like I think that he might be Jeremy Lin. It's quite possible. Like he has like a really good season and paid and then kind of disappears into obscurity.
2: Let's not forget, Rafael Stone was very interested in Austin Reeves at at that price. Yeah,
1: I'm glad that uh, that didn't happen. I'm going to nominate whoever sat at the station eating dog from the Turkish basketball player. We we confirmed that was Granado. Yeah, we did. I just didn't want to say the name. Why? Why do you think, Joe? It's
4: It's nothing bad. He said it. It's not like he didn't mean anything by it. It's okay.
1: I don't want to drag John.
4: you are not dragging John. He he said a word. He got a bad dick Boulevard for it. Uh,
1: it's okay. kind of dragging John. Nah. There's a
2: certain a bad omen that
1: comes with this slot and that guy cats. and negativity. What'd you say, Joe? You guys
4: are scaredy cats.
1: Yeah, when it comes to when it comes to the Godfather, absolutely. Yeah, you better watch it. Like you're talking a big game right now. You better watch it. No, I'm just
4: saying I don't think it, like John wouldn't be mad at that.
1: He's going to be out there at Valencia Sunday giving out free core's lights. By the way, so say nice things, get free cores light at Valencias on uh, on Sunday. You got any nominations here, Joe George?
4: Uh, yes, I'm going to nominate something we wouldn't normally talk about, but it is relevant to the Houston Astros. Uh, the Oakland Mayor is imploring 15 Major League owners to reject the Athletics move to Las Vegas. I'm, what? Yep. Who the, the Oakland, Oakland mayor. mayor? Like, oh, haven't okay. you had a chance to do this for the last like eh. fifty-five years to stop them from leaving? Well, it's kind it's, of. That. It's, not, it's
1: kind of. I mean, it's the owner's choice, right?
4: But the I city see. won't fund it.
1: Yeah, well, you won't vote for it. Yeah, well. so it's not really the mayor's choice. Like I see where you're going here, Joe, but this is also like think what the Oakland mayor's doing. Like he's pandering to his constituents. True. Like he doesn't care about the he doesn't care about people in Houston. He doesn't care about the baseball fan. He cares that he looks like he cares about the Oakland A's leaving. That way, he gets a few votes on voting day.
2: Well, and we just had voting day, so any, is it the same any, in California? I I, I don't I know. Thought if they I, did
1: things I, backwards there.
2: I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, but. Regardless, my wife's from there, so i got to be a little careful on that. But, um, I, look, I think that it's probably, you're probably right on.
1: I think he's, he's tried to stir up voters at the right time. Yeah. I'm also going to nominate uh, this injury report that we're looking at for the Houston Texans. They have 16 guys on the injury report. Nine, 11, yes, yeah, 16 guys on the injury report. Eight of those did not practice. Maybe even nine of those. I can't count this fast. Nico Collins did not participate. He might be. Henry Toa Toa's got a concussion. He's not going to play. Damian Pierce isn't practicing in with the ankle. He might not play. Steven Nelson is reportedly not going to play. Jimmy Ward has a hamstring, reportedly not going to play. Derek Stingley was a full participant. It's been reported they might hold him back a week. But they said that he won't play, yeah. Well, it's been reported by um, Aaron Wilson. Oh, well, your guy. So, coin coin flip chance, though. Yeah. What's that, Joe?
4: Jeremy's favorite person. That's what I said. It's his guy. No
1: problem with Aaron. No problem with Aaron. Why do you think I have an issue with Aaron? No, I just
2: he's, I mean, he's, every time his, his name play. comes up, you do point out his his
1: big shortcomings. That's an interest of fairness. Interest okay. of fairness. That let's keep in mind that he said that D'Amico Rhines didn't have any interest in the Houston Texans job. I think it's fair to bring up. It's is it fair to bring up whenever people <laughs> you, you, miss okay. shots? Is it fair to bring oh, up when people okay. make bad trades? It's fair right. to bring I,
2: that up. I know we're all, we're just we're having fun with this, but I think that the, the, the Response to that would be, well, when Schefter gets one wrong or report gets one wrong, you don't bring that up every time we get a quote or a rumor from Schefter and Report.
1: Well, I just don't know him as well. Okay. How do you I, know you I knew Aaron Wilson? Like, no, no, I'm saying the, the news. Like, oh. we don't talk about Schefter dropping NFL objects that often. I think we do. Like, we talk about the head coach of the Houston Texans far more. Yeah. Yeah, and Aaron Wilson reports on Houston Texans stuff, so we mention Aaron Wilson's name more than we mention Adam Schefter's name. Aaron Wilson's not the – the steady
2: reporter that he once was? You don't maybe think so? He, well, he doesn't have the same kind of job that he once did.
1: As the everyday
2: kind of, beat writer for, what, he The Crown? Yeah, but
1: he still does the work.
2: Okay, but probably doesn't make the same kind of money.
1: Yeah, but he should be doing the same reporting. Okay.
2: Right? Yeah, but I'm just saying maybe he lost a little in the process. So maybe you're right. Maybe... You know, that's something that, you know, got into decision making.
1: What else you got? What else you
2: have? Yeah,
4: I've got one more. Uh, I'd like to nominate. I don't know who I'm nominating here necessarily. I feel like I'm nominating a lot of people. Uh, I guess I'm going to, if this clown Jeremy Booth is correct, I'm going to nominate. Uh, Houston media for scaring off potential managers, but I'm also going to nominate KHOU and Jeremy Booth for letting this yeah. moron go on TV and say that the media is scaring off potential managers from the Houston Astros job. What I are, we, it. doing just ridiculous. What are we doing here? Have you heard
2: it yet? I haven't heard the audio. I just saw the... I haven't heard the uh, audio yet the, either. The, what they, what they He's very serious.
4: Like he, he fully believes the words that are coming out of his mouth that the media ran off Dusty Baker and it might stop... the. A new manager from coming here. It's I guarantee a joke. you that if Joe, I guarantee if Joe Espada
2: is offered the job, he ain't running. I'm, there, there's a there's a ton of candidates that would love to have this job that ain't going to be scared off because bloggers and beat writers may be
1: a little tough. Here's the other thing too. Like, do bloggers and tweeters only exist in Houston? Like do bloggers and tweeters exist in New York? Soft. I know. That's oh, we, the thing. we we
2: say it over and over again when we go. <laughs> okay, who's going to be the one guy that might ask one tough question in this press conference? Because there really isn't that guy anymore. Like
3: that's the thing. Barry Warner's
2: like, been ill. Otherwise, Barry Warner was. And that's saying something. Barry, for being seventy plus years old, was the one guy that might take a uh, hit. Bill O'Brien or someone with a tough question.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I made Bill O'Brien. It's, I made I made Bill O'Brien mad at me once for. A tough question. Okay. I asked Bill O'Brien a couple tough questions. You remember the book he uh, Case Keenum wrote where he said that Bill O'Brien yeah, like, yeah, brought yeah, him yeah. into the office and cut him? I asked him Bill O'Brien about that incident and he got mad and said something about I'll have to order it on Amazon. And then I asked him how he felt about the crowd booing him. And he got mad at me. He said, we need better questions than that. <laughs> I, I went, remember that. Yeah. He said, I need better que- I, we need to ask better questions did than he that. he call else. you out by no. name like he did with everybody? He, he didn't know my name. No. no, he didn't know my name. Little peon Branham. Do better, John. He didn't know my name. Uh yeah, I mean, where bloggers and tweeters exist everywhere. Yeah. like if you to say that a major like a major league managerial candidate's not going to accept the Astros job because of bloggers and tweeters in Houston's terribly inaccurate. All right, what's winning this? I say Jeremy Booth. Agreed. <laughs> I, I don't have a vote there because it doesn't matter. Who would who would be your vote though for fun?
0: I'd,
2: I'd like to hear the audio for before I yeah, give it to him.
1: I haven't even heard the audio, and I'm already voting for Jeremy Booth. Joe talked me into it. That's dangerous. Yeah, That's I, I'm dangerous just, territory I there. Think Anthony Davis because he's soft. Yeah, Anthony Davis is soft. Joe, are you coming up next?
4: Uh, no, we're going national because Game On got canceled.
1: Okay, very good. Just, just so let the game that. off. Great Blankers, You're joke. 713777. Good Tip your bartenders and wait staff on that. That does the way it for out. us. Thanks to Joe for doing all the hard work. Andrew did harder work, engineering. He's blank on Branham. Talk to you tomorrow, Houston. National Radio is up next on ESPN 975, ESPN 925.